0: Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne.
1: And I'm Gina.
0: And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates.
1: This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through May 28th. It's hard to believe we're at the end of May here. Um, We're... I don't know if summer is going to be here before we know it, though. I was just talking to Daphne before we recorded. It's pretty warm up there in Maine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's about
0: 87 degrees. It's very, very warm. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely not leaving the house today. It's a bit, yeah, it's a bit hot out. Um, I would love to be able to go to an ice rink and watch some skating today because it would be great to be able to cool off. However... It's still May. There are no competitions for me to get to, so I'm just going to have to wait. Um, My first competition, as we've talked about, I think before, will be the Dallas Classic that's coming up in July. I'm looking forward to going back to that competition. Anne and I will be there on site for me to take some pictures, and she'll be doing some interviews, and we'll just be enjoying the competition there.
1: Yeah, that'll be here before you know it.
0: <laughs> It'll come I know. up quickly. <laughs> I got the flight sorted out and I was thinking, man, this is, it feels like it's far away. And then I realized that we're at the end of May and it's going to be here. And then a couple of weeks after, or not even a couple of weeks, a week and a half later, I'm going to Lake Placid. So it's crazy to think that it's yeah. all coming. <laughs> so fast but i'm super excited to get back in the ice rinks and be able to take some photos again Um, a couple weeks ago i did some off ice uh, headshots for some co-workers i kind of shook the rust off so i'm looking forward to getting back in the rink taking some action pics
1: yeah, I don't know when my first competition will be. Um, I'm hoping to join you in Lake Placid. I'm not sure because of the schedule being weird, Um, mm-hmm. being at the beginning of the week. It, it makes it tough when you have a full-time job. Plus, I'm also trying to make sure I have enough vacation for I have a trip that is not skating-related taking place in September. And then, of course, Skate America. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to see if I can make it work and, um, but if I'm there, I'm, you know, I look forward to being with you in person, Daphne, and seeing, um, the ice dance competition, but I will be in an ice rink next week, next week around this time that we're kind of recording, um, because I'll be going to Stars on Ice, so, but we'll talk about that later on. Um, I'm looking forward to that show because it's the last one of the tour, which means it's the last one for Kurt Browning as well.
0: I know. We're going to have to talk about that, Gina. Yeah. You being on site (laughs) for that final show, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of emotions for you, but also, Mm -hmm. also the skaters themselves, like this is a huge, you know, monumental accomplishment achievement for kurt retiring from this tour so i have a feeling we're gonna have to to break this down and talk about it yeah we've been really lucky we've interviewed a few of the cast members on the podcast over the last couple of weeks gina and i have some interview scheduled for the next couple of weeks so yeah (laughs) we're gonna be busy pulling that all together So we are going to go straight into the general skating news, which starts off with the PSA awards. So in um, Orlando, on May 25th, the Professional Skaters Association, or PSA, presented their annual EDI awards, um, and they did their Hall of Fame inductions at their conference that took place, as I said, in Orlando. We have a partial list of winners. That was taken from a bunch of social media posts. So we just kind of pulled this together. It took more work than usual to to get this pulled together. But uh, yeah, Gina, kick us off with that.
1: Well, Jenny Mino Sand and Todd Sand were inducted into the PSA Coaches Hall of Fame. They also won the Coach of the Year Award, well-deserved here. And the Betty Barron's Award for Overcoming Challenges. And as you know, Todd is still fighting his way back from his heart attack that he had while at the World Junior Championships. So we're still pulling for um, Todd and sending our prayers and best
0: wishes to Jenny and Todd. So Troy Goldstein won the Distinguished Official Award. Um, Troy is the president of the Skating Club of New York.
1: Now, for the first time ever, the developmental coach of the year was a tie between the Pottinger Academy team, and that's Chris Pottinger, Alan Medina, Tiffany Chin, Caroline Zhang, and Russ Scott, and Anthony Evans, and Darren Hozier, and Corey Martin. So congratulations to all who received the developmental coach of the year.
0: Yeah, it's kind of interesting that they went with... A team of coaches, which is Pottinger Academy, and then Darren Hosier and Corey Martin, which yeah. are um, other coaches that work with, and Darren Hosier and Corey Martin. Congratulations to those yes. folks. The PSA's annual Best Performance Award winners for each discipline at the 2023 U.S. Championships in San Jose. Those were made public during the U.S. Figure Skating Governing Council meeting that took place earlier this month.
1: Isilbo Levito's Free Skate, and that was choreographed by her coach, Yulia Kuznetsova. Jason Brown's Short Program Choreographed by Rohine Ward.
0: And Alexa Kinnearman, Brandon Frazier, won for their Free Skate, which was choreographed by Sinead and John Kerr. Madison Chalk and Evan Bates won for Ice Dance for their Free Dance by Marie-France Dubreuil, Jeanette Cornoyer, and Sam Schwinnard. And finally, the Haydenettes won for Synchro for their Free Skate, choreographed by their coach, Saga Krantz. Well, the action
1: photo of the year was a photo of Amber Glenn, and it was taken by our friend Melanie Heaney. This is the fourth award she has won. Um, You'll have to see if we can put a link in the show notes to that photo so you can see the photo. And then, of course, once we get the full list of award winners, we will publish that uh, in our show notes and post it on social media as well. So congratulations to everyone.
0: Yes. Very excited for Melanie. I was with her when she started really getting into skating photography back in 2007. So to see her having this success, I'm really proud of her and happy to call her a friend and colleague. Mm Mm-hmm. So, U.S. Figure Skating recently published their annual Combined Report of Action. It's a 116-page report of all the rule and bylaws changes that were approved by the Board of Directors during the 22-23 season through Governing Council in early May. All of the changes will be published in the 2023-24 rulebook that is scheduled to be released on July 1st, 2023, Gina, I know that you and one of our other, uh, colleagues, Lynn Rutherford, are going to be very excited about some of the changes that were proposed and approved for the draw.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, that's because we, we had a lot of fun, Lynn Rutherford and I, with the draw in San Jose. Um, we were just, because the draw takes place right before, press conferences and so and the draw takes place in the same area as the press conference and in the media room so all these skaters and and coaches are coming in and it just delays the press conference so we were always joking around that we were going to write some story about the draw who picked what number and it it was kind of us laughing about it and joking around but here is some information about some changes to the draw that I think both Lynn and I will be happy about because we won't necessarily have to be waiting for the draw to conclude. Um, the U S at the U S figure skating championships, only the starting order for the junior and the senior women's men's and pairs short program and the junior and senior rhythm dance events will be established as follows. The skater who holds an ISU world standing in their discipline will skate in reverse standing order of their ISU World Standings as of the date of the draw. Um, And those skaters will be in the last warm-up group. And then the starting order for the remaining competitors will be a closed random draw conducted by the chief referee and chief accountant. Now, to determine the draw groups for um, free skate, at the U.S. Figure Skating Championships, only the starting order for all singles pairs free skate, and then the free dance will be a reverse placement starting order from the results of the short program rhythm dance segment. So for tied competitors, the skater team with the higher technical elements score from the initial segment will skate later. So that means if I'm reading this right, there won't be a draw between after the short program. And that was what Lynn and I usually were always kind of commenting about. We were always just like, Oh my God, come on, let's go. Let's get this draw underway. We want to get this press conference going because, um, you know, I don't have as harsh deadlines as some of the other journalists there, but a lot of the journalists are waiting for the press conference to start so that they can start writing their articles and getting them up as quickly as possible. Um, So I could understand why, you know, like Lynn and others may have been like, come on, we're delaying this draw because you had to wait for all the skaters to come through, all of the coaches to come through. They all had to go up. They've got to pull a number from the bag. So we've done this during COVID. We were doing the reverse order during COVID. Then we went back to the draw um, this past season I'm glad to hear that it's sounding like we're not going to be doing a draw um, at the U S championships. So <laughs> that's why a little bit of my ha- uh, happy about that.
0: Yeah, that's really exciting. I know that I remember some of the debates that were going on about this. So I'm glad <laughs> that they're making this change. I think it's definitely going to simplify and streamline things uh, for the officials and for the yes. skaters. Yeah, And I'm, um, I'm always down for something that makes sense. Yes. So this is great. So moving on, Skate Canada is holding their ice summit and annual meeting virtually. It should be wrapping up um, as of today when we're recording this. So uh, their award show was streamed on their YouTube channel. So we will be putting a link to that in the show notes.
1: Skate Canada also announced this week that Joni Rochette and Patrick Chan will be the event ambassadors for the 2024 ISU World Figure Skating Championships in Montreal next March. Now, what is an event ambassador? They The role of the event ambassador is they interact with fans, they conduct interviews with the media, they're available for speaking engagements. Now, Joni and Patrick were supposed to be the event ambassadors in 2020, and we all know what happened in 2020. Um, so I'm glad that Skate Canada has given them the role for 2024 and all event tickets for Montreal Worlds will go on sale in mid-June. So as soon as we hear anything, we will make sure to bring it to you on This Week in Skating. Or we'll post it on social media so that you know when those tickets will go on sale. I know a lot of people are waiting to get their all event tickets for Montreal Worlds. Um, it's We're more, less than a year away. Um, and I think the excitement is starting to build now that we're in that season. You know, we're heading into the 2023-2024 season, so.
0: Yes, I am excited for this Worlds. We were so close to being able to go last time. I mean, we've talked about it before when we've brought up the 2020 Worlds. I was actually cleaning in my office, Gina, and I found (laughs) a stash. Basically, it was full of the swag that I bought from Montreal for the Worlds that wasn't. A lot of us bought up some of the swag. They gave it at such a huge discount. And I think most skating fans wanted to have some sort of, you know, keepsake for the worlds that wasn't.
1: Yeah, I have, I think my lanyard is over here on my wall and I have a shirt and I and I got the program too. I, yeah, I, I bought some of that stuff for the event that wasn't. And then I also have, it wasn't for Montreal Worlds, but I always like to joke and I it's my trusty pen. I don't want to lose it, but it's the pen that said um, San Jose for U.S. championships in 2021. Because if you remember, San Jose was supposed to have the U.S. championships in 2021. Um, and so I say that is it the event that never happened either. <laughs> um,
0: but, yeah, that those were a couple of strange <laughs> years, especially 2020 and 2021. I feel mm-hmm. like we've crossed over and passed that now and things are getting back to a sort of normalcy still. Um, this could be our first, I mean, I think 22, 23 was a good segue into normalcy. I think we're really back to um, something that feels like it used to. And I like that warm, fuzzy feeling of things being um, familiar and comfortable again. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll be out doing something like in the community, like, just even going to the grocery store or going to trivia like I go and at some point during that I will just take a minute and just realize how different things were and how everything was so stripped away
1: yeah I know because uh Well, last week was my birthday, and so, of course, you get your Facebook memories, and I was looking at my memories from my birthday three years ago and seeing, you know, that I had people drive by or had, you know, they left, you know, were honking their horn, you know, driving by or um, leaving flowers and stuff. I was like, oh, man, it was so much nicer having my birthday, you know, than it was three years ago.
0: Yeah, I get those, too. I think it was, it's usually in March of the big ones, like, well, I was going to Worlds and now I'm not. Yeah. Or milestone things like not going to Lake Placid or the Nationals we didn't go to. Mm -hmm. I think Melanie and Robin were the only two that went. Yeah. Parents weren't even allowed to be there. It was a very different time. I'm wondering if there will ever be a time that we don't, think about it but i also think that anytime we bring up like a montreal worlds (laughs) it's gonna make us think about it so yeah yes so the isu released their guidelines on international novice competitions for singles and pairs in a press release,
1: U.S. Figure Skating announced that Eric Fear is the organization's new chief financial officer. Eric will oversee U.S. Figure Skating's fiscal operations by managing all accounts and budgeting functions. Eric joins U.S. Figure Skating after serving as the chief operating and financial officer for the Colorado Rapids
0: Youth Soccer Club. Oh, interesting. Well, welcome, mm-hmm. Eric, to U.S. Figure Skating. Yes. Uh, Sun Valley has posted for their seven special guests for their summer shows. Um, July 3rd, it's going to be Mariah Bell. The 22nd, Isabel Lovito. The 29th, Alexa Kinnear and Brandon Fraser. And August 26th, it's going to be Nathan Chen. For August 5th and 12th and September 2nd, they do not have anyone announced yet, but we'll link in the show notes. You'll be able to follow it.
1: Yeah, we were, um, Melanie was saying that when she is in Sun Valley, it's a break. Um, there's a week that they don't have a show and then she'll be there for Isabel Levito's show. So, um, one day I'm going to get to Sun Valley for one of these shows or just get to Sun Valley to see, you know, the rink there. Um, I've been always wanting to go one day, one day, so <laughs> Well, moving on to recent articles and interviews. Emily Chan and Spencer Howe were interviewed by U.S. Figure Skating's Fan Zone about their Asian American heritage. And I believe May was Asian American Heritage Month. It was. Yeah, so um, I'm assuming that was why um, this article came out when it did. But um, yeah, Emily and Spencer. So check that article out.
0: So the BBC's LGBT sports podcast interviewed paul poirier that was uh something i haven't had a chance to listen to yet but i was scrolling through twitter and saw the link so i thought it would be something worth mentioning on today's podcast yeah well
1: u.s figure skating did A Q&A with their new director of high performance and
0: that would be kyoko ina C.U.S. So figure Skating also interviewed Gig Suruno, who skated with Disney on Ice for eight years. He is now the performance director, overseeing the large cast of skaters in the Disney on Ice shows. An English version of the video
1: report by Japan's NHK World on Keegan Messing's post-World's visit to Nagasaki with his mother, Sally, and they went there to learn more about his maternal great great-grandfather who was the first person from the area to immigrate to Canada in 1887. And it was published online on May 26th, this English version of the video report, and we will put a link in our show notes. And other Keegan news, also on May 26th, Skate Canada officially announced Keegan's retirement from competition, and there was a little video from that. Um, Obviously, we knew Keegan was... Going to um, hang up his competitive skates after this past season. So uh, again, all the best to Keegan as he moves forward with his life and his what his family life. I ba- basically should say. I know that's what he's going to be spending a lot of time doing.
0: Okay. So moving on to social media updates. Boy, they've been busy <laughs> at Oakton Edge Skating Academy. So, Chris Knearum announced that Ashley Fletcher and Aaron Felberbaum are a new U.S. junior pair team. Also, going on at Oakton Edge Skating Academy, Balin Tyke and Michael Chappa are a new U.S. novice pairs team. They are both new to pairs and competed in singles previously. Those aren't the only two teams.
1: No, we've got yet. more teams to announce. Quint Newen and Aiden Strakey are a new U.S. juveniles pairs team. Now, Daphne might know this team because they are the they were the Midwestern Ice Dance champions this past season. So it's sounding like they're moving from dance to pairs.
0: I don't know. They could <laughs> be doing both. I know some teams had done both previously while they figure out um, what they want to do. And you know. You start in one discipline, you may change your mind. So, I liked them as a team. I remember them fondly from the ice dance um, final in Boston. So, but that's not all because <laughs> another US junior pair that Chris Knearham announced was Andy Dang and Adele Zheng. So we know Andy Deng because he competed at the Junior Grand Prix Final last year. I believe they finished second or third there. And then he and his partner broke up before Nationals. Well, he's coming back. They're going to be splitting their training time in two locations as Andy is going to attend the University of Indiana at Bloomington as part of the Class of 2027. Well, Chris has been very busy and we
1: may be hearing from a certain person very soon.
0: Yes, I hope so. That's, that's
1: a, yeah, maybe just a little teaser. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ice Skating Australia shared that Jonathan Guerrero is the chair of the athlete development.
0: Wow. So I guess he has moved to Australia. Yeah. He had been very active in the development of skaters in Russia, but I think because of everything going on, it's really pushed people to make some decisions, and so I know that his mom was a technical specialist for Russia and is now in Australia and is a technical specialist Mm. from Australia, so things have been shifting. Uh, German ice dancers Lara Luft and Maximilian Pfisterer have ended their partnership. Luft is currently searching for a partner. I'm not sure what Max's plans are at this time. Olivia Oliver has a new partner for the upcoming season. She's going to be skating with Filip Bojanowski. They are representing Poland and they are training with Matteo Zani in Enya, Italy.
1: Vivian Pap officially announced her coaching change to Stefan Lambiel, Angelo Dolfini, and Yulia Iscari in Champéry, Switzerland, and will continue to represent Hungary. Um, now, she sat out the rest of the 2022-2023 season following her first Junior Grand Prix assignment in Ostrava in early September.
0: And finally, Ashley Wagner announced today the day we're recording this, that she and fiancé Alex are expecting a baby. And the baby will make its appearance in December 2023. Yes. Well, congratulations to Ashley and Alex.
1: Well, moving on to our segment for this time of year. So this won't be a segment we have in the fall, but right now this segment is called Program Announcements. And we're not going to go through everybody's program announcements, but each week we'll highlight people who have announced their program that week. Um, and then you're gonna see charts on our website. We will be having we'll put up skaters programs info, information on the sites. If we're missing a skater, feel free to reach out to us and I'll tell you how you can do that at the end of the show. But yeah, if you, if we miss somebody and you know programs for them, feel free to reach out to us. But we're, we've got four charts that'll go up on um, our website so that you can see um, programs as well as choreographers. If we know a choreographer, we're going to put that information up as well. So it's not just the programs. But we have two that we're going to announce here that announce programs this week. One being Niccolo Memola. His short program is Adios Nonino and Inverno Portino. By Esther Piazzola. Nicola's free skate is Samson and Delilah. So he's keeping his music from the 2022-2023 season.
0: He is. So Masato Komatsubara and Tim Coletto of Japan. They were one of the first teams to announce that they were going to skate to Ghostbusters for their rhythm dance, which was great. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, They announced their free dance music today with a clip um they are going to be skating to loving you which is by barbara streisand and patrick wilson and love grows which is an orchestral arrangement by nobu yumatsu and it's from final fantasy 8 which is a video game <laughs> roman hagenauer is going to be the choreographer and as i said they've already talked about ghostbusters I'm pretty pleased with what we've been seeing for the selections. Rhythm dance, it seems varied. I'm still hoping someone delves into the rock genre a little bit, because 80s was also known for rock. But, you know, we'll see. And finally, moving on to upcoming events for the week. Fantasy on Ice started this past weekend. Chiba Japan will continue through the month of June with stops in Miyagi, Nagata, and Kobe.
1: And there are four opportunities left to see the U.S. Stars on Ice Tour. Chicago on May 30th, Baltimore on June 2nd, Boston on June 3rd, and Hershey on June 4th. And as I said at the beginning of the podcast, um, I will be at the final show in Hershey on June 4th. So if anybody else is going to be there... Um, you know, let me know. I'd love to possibly uh, meet up with you. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see the show. Um, I'm a little gonna be sad as we know we've been saying it's Kurt Browning's last uh, Stars on Ice tour, and so the Hershey show is his last um, show ever. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm sure I will pass along information and um, what my thoughts. We're uh, in a next episode.
0: Well, Gina, that brings us to the end of our planned content. Can you let folks know where to find us? You can find
1: us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. And as we said, we'll have the charts there with the program announcements and we'll be updating those. You can definitely check those out during the week too. You don't have to just wait until a podcast episode because as things are getting announce we'll go in there and we'll update them so yeah definitely check our website out for that Uh, on social media we are on twitter at this wk and skating and then facebook and instagram it's this week in skating we love your feedback or your questions as i said if you are heading to the uh, hershey show um on june 4th next sunday um let me know love to possibly meet up with you you can reach out to uh, us on social media, or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com.
0: We appreciate all the support that we receive via email and social media. You guys really seem to like the mailbag that we did, so we'll probably try to do one again, maybe later this summer. Um, we like to end every episode with a little spotlight on what's happening at IDC and FSO. We are still very much working on our new team series and getting the solo section ready. I've got some fun interviews coming. Anne's been busy working behind the scenes. So we should have some content coming in the next two weeks. Gina, what's yeah. going on over at FSO?
1: Well, same sort of thing over at FSO. A lot of behind the scenes stuff is going on, working on some websites, working on some other things for FSO to get ready for the fall, you know, next season. And then, of course, Stars on Ice stuff is coming, meaning photos. And, of course, I'm hoping to do some interviews while I'm in Hershey. So I'll have that as well as I always do a review on the show. So I will have my review as well. So a lot of Stars on Ice stuff coming in the coming days. Excellent.
0: Well, with that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne.
1: And I'm Gina.
0: And you've been listening to This Week in Skating.
1: Have a nice week!